everyone. Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm here today with Wellington Laura of the Cuniverse. Um, it's a music powerhouse that licenses music to different brands, um, from small to large, and I am honored to have him on today to share some information um, with the rest of the audience. So thank you, Wellington, for, for agreeing to be on my podcast today. I appreciate it. Of course, Monica. My pleasure. So um, you and I kind of have parallel lives with um, helping brands have a voice, whether for me, it's written for you, it's auditory. Um, but it can still make people feel something. So what are some um, trends that you might be seeing now in the music industry, in what you do, especially because everyone's home? Yeah, you know, uh, there's been a lot of creation, obviously, because, you know, a lot of us on our side, on the music side, you know, usually have our home studios or have studios that we can create. So I think now has been a really an amazing time for creators to get even more creative and and create new things and and kind of think out of the box new new ways to kind of like do what they've been doing, but in different ways. Um, some of the trends I've been seeing is just a lot more music output. So you're seeing a lot more artists releasing music on you know uh, places like Spotify and Apple Music. Um, you're seeing more more YouTubing, like a lot more vlogging where you know, people are really documenting their, their, their story, their journey, um, and their day-to-day. -day. Um, a lot of TikToking, mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of, a lot of uh, creators getting really creative on TikTok and doing what they do and, and you know, figuring out new ways to kind of like get out there and, and, and meet people and network, whereas you know, these times have made it so difficult to do that. Right. So you know, interestingly enough, you're bringing up TikTok and social media platforms, YouTube, what are what are the go-to um, songs or what are the go-to projects for people that are trying to create their their brand on those platforms? So I think I think most people that have a brand on a platform, I mean, if you're not giving TikTok some attention, I mean, you're losing out because right now is just such an easy time to get noticed on TikTok, just because even though there's still millions of users. Um, there's still a lot of people and, and algorithms that are still being figured out, I think. And, you know, you're able to get a lot more exposure than you would on, you know, Instagram, which is very oversaturated at this point, you know? So mm -hmm. I think, I think TikTok and LinkedIn as well, um, are just two places that I've been personally focusing a lot of attention on just because, you know, they're not places where I think there's still places where there's still opportunity to grow your brand organically without having to do a lot of paid, you know, kind of, uh, you know, paid advertising. Right. And paid advertising on LinkedIn is just phenomenally expensive ever since Microsoft came in. And that's, that's my two cents um, for what I've seen for a couple of my clients. But when you're looking at the smaller platforms, you know, TikTok versus Instagram, has Reels made a difference in, in what you do? You know, Reels, I always find that is kind of like the late version of TikTok. Like, You'll, you'll find a bunch of videos on TikTok and then maybe like a couple of days later, you'll see them on Reels as kind of new videos. Um, so I think that right now, I mean, TikTok is still number one for me. I mean, I think that it's just so influential and it's just so new that, you know, people are just really gravitating towards it and just love creating on it. And it's a really great platform to create with. Like, you know, I don't really know too much about video editing and, and, and video creation. And I find myself like being able to kind of manipulate their software and make my videos in a kind of cool way with, with their platform. And it's not so crazy, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, I, so I think definitely TikTok is, is, is the way to go for sure, at least right now, you know? Yeah. 
And offline, you had mentioned to me that you're also helping people with their, their YouTube channel. So what do you do for that? Yeah, so you know we're we're launching a new kind of version. Well, we've always you know we are a music licensing platform, so we have over thirty thousand tracks of stock music that we've you know diligently collected and created throughout the years. That's all available on our site, um, and for the most part, a lot of the companies that we've serviced have mostly been small bit you know small businesses or large businesses, TV shows, movies, you know brands, and so what we're doing now is really trying to put more focus on the creator. So we're, we're launching a, a new hybrid of our site called the Q.io. And this new site is basically gonna be a, a huge music library that basically has unlimited access for you to um, have music for your personal projects. So any YouTube creators, any podcasters, um, any personal videos that you're creating. And you, know, you can have access to all this music for like a simple like Netflix subscription you know, style pricing, like 15 bucks a month. Um, so we're hoping that you know, that not only helps the community, but also helps to inspire the creators to, you know, create new and cool, you know, content with the, with the music that we have, which I feel can, you know, be a great uh, inspiration starter, I guess you could say. Yeah, that makes it much more accessible too, right? Where they have a repository that they can look through, they can access it for a monthly subscription, which I think monthly subscriptions have, have really taken off over the past couple of years, especially the past few months, right? Yeah. So it just makes sense to have that available for content creators to use. Um, you know, small companies have to adapt every couple of months, especially now. So how do you find that your your services are helping smaller companies? Besides the big ones that you help, how does it help the smaller companies? Yeah, I mean, again, like with, with it, it's really all about like creation, right? Because at this point, I feel that every company needs to be a content creation company. Um, because if not, you're going to be, you know, blown away by your competition, you know? So, I mean, for the smaller companies, I mean, we're providing them, you know, we base a lot of our pricing on usage and, and, and also size of company. So, you know, with some of these smaller companies, you're getting access, at least um, from a music standpoint, to a catalog of music that bigger companies pay, you know, hundreds to tens of thousands of dollars to use for their content. And, you know, at the lower price point, you're getting a similar quality, um, you know, but within your budget that can help you enhance your content in a way that, you know, should be, should be accessible to you considering, you know, you've been, um, it's an important portion of your business, but also to be able to have the tools and resources to be able to compete with the big boys, I think, and girls um, is, is, uh, is important. So. So, I mean, is this a threat to the larger companies? Should they be threatened by the small companies that have access oh, yeah. to this? Of course, absolutely, right? Because I think the smaller companies have less to lose. I mean, they could be a little bit bigger risk takers and and do a little bit more, you know, um, you know, kind of ballsy stuff that that mm -hmm. that you know some of these bigger companies may not do or shy away from because they have a huge reputation to uphold to and don't you know they're they're scared to make certain moves because they don't want to make a mistake. Uh, with a small business, you know, sometimes you can make a couple mistakes. It's not a big deal because you don't have as far reach as some of these bigger companies. So, you know, it's in one year out and forgotten the next day. So I, I don't think it's, you know, going to affect them as much. Okay. But it can level the playing field, essentially, right? Absolutely. I mean, as long as you have an iPhone, you know, you're good. I mean, that's, that's my, you know, opinion, you know. I, I sometimes don't believe the quality sometimes is always the deal breaker. I feel like it's the quality of the content more than the quality of your video or the way you're shooting it. And I think that in itself holds a lot of 
people, businesses back from doing, you know, from creating stuff because they're like, oh, well, I need this camera or I need the most perfect, you know, this thing or I need that. And, you know, I think these are things that just kind of hold them back from, you know, just creating and just putting it out there and just kind of seeing what happens. So you're essentially removing all of the excuses. That's it. All excuses are removed. You now have access to top-notch quality music for your content that big companies pay thousands of dollars for. And, you know, you can use it to your advantage and, and be able to compete. So I think yeah. that's, that's a good, you know, a good thing for them. Absolutely. So the, I guess, Two more questions that I have here. Um, what interesting projects have you worked on or, or helped a smaller company with? Um, so with smaller companies, they're usually doing some sort of either video uh, spot, radio spot. Um, those are the typical kind of small company, you know, content that we do help them with. So it may be some stock music for a video that they're cre they've created and they need some stock music for or a radio spot. Um, typically, those are like kind of the two that I, that we've worked on at least for you know last, within the last year. And what about a, a larger company? What what can you do for them, or what larger interesting companies. things have you done for them? Yeah, so uh, a couple of projects that we've worked on this year is um, uh, at the beginning of the year, like around end of February, um, Regal Cinemas had changed vendors from Coke to Pepsi, and so they had created this video that was basically introducing Pepsi as their new kind of vendor that was gonna be airing um, before every movie at every Regal Cinemas um, location. And so I actually scored um, that video for Regal Cinemas slash Pepsi, which was pretty cool. And it only aired maybe for about a month and then like the pandemic hit. And so I don't think a lot of people were going to the movies after that. So I'm hoping that it's still airing um, I don't know if it is, but, but, but that's one pretty cool project that we worked on um, right before the pandemic. Um, during the pandemic, we did a really cool spot for uh, Cliff Bar. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Cliff Bar, but it was some online content stuff for for them introducing a new a new bar that they had. I, I, the name um, um, I forget the name, but um, it, it was something that uh, that was uh, that they were launching a couple months ago. Um, and, um, and we've continued to do a lot of stuff still for TV, even though a lot of TV shows have slowed down or have stopped because of the pandemic. A lot of them still have continued to go on. A lot of them still have been had been shelved for some time on you know in post and now have had new life breathed into them because um, you know they you know a lot of production companies and networks are you know scrounging for any content that they can get their hands on and put out. So we've still been doing a lot of work on on MTV's Catfish, which has always been a big show for us. Uh, we've done a lot of work for Jersey Shore, keeping up with the Kardashians on the E Network, um, some uh, Vice uh, shows via you know um that they have going on via showtime um uh still a lot of shows for discovery a lot of these um crime shows i'm sorry crime shows like hometown homicide and grave mysteries um so so stuff stuff is still being created and a lot of these production companies are being very creative in how they're doing it where they may have you know video testimonials and they may be splicing it together with a lot of b-roll footage to make it look like it's something that's you know was shot out on location but um, actually was not as they're just maybe using old footage from something else. So, um, so yeah, companies are getting very creative in regards to that. And so things haven't stopped and, and we've, we have continued, even though there has been a bit of a slowdown, but I think once, once the pandemic does kind of subside a bit or, or get things do get better, I think you're going to see a big uptick in a lot of companies getting out there and creating a lot of stuff. That's awesome. So, I mean, you're also a small company yourself, right? 
So what have you been doing to adapt to everything that your clients are demanding? Yeah, it's it's trying to meet as many people as I can on just online, right? Because before the way I would network is going to events, going to shows, trade shows, whatever, any any place that I could possibly meet some new people. And now there isn't any of that. So it's like a lot of LinkedIn. It's a lot of social media. It's a lot of Zoom networking. It's a lot of Zoom meetings, like basically, you know, going to every and any place that there are people <laughs> and trying to connect with them, basically. You know, when, when I think a lot of people within our, you know, um, that are in our boat have kind of been in that same kind of scenario where it's like, this is now what we're trying to do to, to meet new people and, and to network. That's great. You're, you're still in it to grow. You're not in it to just coast. Oh no, no coasting, no coasting allowed. <laughs> only, only growing. Just not typical for you to be quiet this time of year. No, it, it's, it's, it's usually slow during the summer. Like I want to say August. And, and then of course, like Christmas time, like last two weeks of December into the first week or two of January. And then like things start to pick up again. Um, and, and, you know, and with reason, like, I mean, we do a lot of work in television and in film. So, you know, from March till, you know, at least July, there wasn't really much going on at all. Um, right. Everybody was really, really scared and didn't want to really take any risks. And, you know, as the months went by, people started to be a little bit more relaxed and started to do some things. And even now, like, there's a lot of filming that's still, you know, that, that is being done. Um, but there's some really strict guidelines in regards to the filming and everything that comes with it. So it's, it's you know, it, it's a risk, but, you know, companies are doing it, obviously, because they're running out of content and need to start creating stuff. And especially now that everybody's home and has been home for like all these months, um, you know, people are really thirsting for a lot of new content. So that's what, you know, a lot of these companies are trying to provide. That's awesome. I mean, not often that it, things have been slowed down, but it's great that you're able to at least work within those parameters and, and try to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. We do the best we can. I mean, you know, it, it, it is difficult, but you know, we also trying to, you know, figure out other ways to, to make, you know, um, make ends meet. Like one of the things we're doing is basically um, creating a um, kind of a hybrid of our website and it's already created. We're at, it's specifically designed for um, creators like YouTube creators, podcasters, where you basically get access to our whole music library, unlimited access for, you know, on a monthly basis. Um, and you're only paying like 15 bucks a month for all the music you can use. Um, so, so we're hoping that that model helps to generate some additional revenues for not only us, but also for the composers that we represent. That's awesome. So I forgot that you you work with a lot of composers too. You don't just create it all yourself, right? Oh, right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, really the, the music that I represent of my own, you know, maybe it's maybe like 2000 tracks within the player is, is my own are my own tracks, but I'm actually like, I mean, we have over like 30,000. So it's, it's 300 plus composers whose music I'm representing right now. That's amazing. Yeah. Pretty fun. <laughs> I'm just glad to be doing what I love to do. But yeah. I'd much rather be in a in a beach right now like this. <laughs> <laughs> so the last question I ask all my guests is, what is your mission? That's a great question. You know, my mission personally is to continue to do what I love to do and be happy. I think that that's the number one goal for life, you know, because like it doesn't matter how much money you have or what kind of clout you have based on your role or your title. 
I think at the end of the day, happiness is the most important thing. So if you can continue to do what you do and enjoy it and be happy, I think that, you know, that's the goal, right? That's everyone's goal. I mean, how, how, how sad would it be to be a multi-billionaire with this huge mansion, but nobody inside of it to share it with, you know, like I always think about that scenario. Um, so to me, like, yeah, happiness is the goal. And, you know, I'm continuing to make music and, and help companies up-level their content and grow. So to me, that's, you know, and of course, being able to give composers the opportunity to show them that there is a way to do what they love to do, um, you know, with music, which is a very difficult, you know, thing to make money with, you know, in, in many, you know, in many ways. You hear a lot of struggling musicians, but kind of showing them that there is a way to do it. And um, it's just a matter of kind of finding the niche and just working it. Interestingly, I know I said that was my last question, but with so many um, theaters and productions coming down from New York City because of the pandemic, do you find you're you're able to help composers that otherwise might be out of work right now? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, what we do is we breathe new life into their existing catalogs. I mean, a lot of if you're a musician, if any musicians are out there and you're listening right now, you know that you right now may have a ton of songs that are just hanging out on your hard drive collecting dust. And what we like to do with us is take some of those songs and try to breathe new life into them with the project that we're working on. Because, you know, if you're, if you're good at what you do, there's a lot of companies out there that would like to, you know, use your song for background, for foreground, um, to incorporate in their project to enhance it. And that's kind of what we do. We're the bridge for that from the musician to the client. Amazing. Awesome. Well, Thank you, Wellington, for your time and all the insight that you've given me into everything music-related for content creation. Um, I I look forward to hearing about more of your projects in the, in the next year. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping so. I'm hoping to do a lot more projects. So I'm really excited about it. And for everyone listening out there, I've included Wellington's information down below in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to him or me for for more information. Thank you all that all the thoughts, opinions, and expressions are exclusive to the person and not representative of any company, brand, or organization. 